to go ahead and and to uh, calm any nerves, we will not be saying any n words. Don't worry. Even in, we're even... not. <laughs> I mean, we're not. We probably, we probably should have discussed that before. <laughs> no, we won't be. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I am Mark Davis, and I am here, graced with the presence of Seth Ford. And we're not going to waste any time today, we're just going to jump right into it uh, with the song Fuckin' with Dre Day. And everybody celebrates. Yeah, which I never knew that was uh, a, a subtitle of that. I didn't either until we took the time to actually dissect this thing and look at it. This is 1993? 1992 is 92. when The Chronic came out, which this was on. But this is the middle uh, the middle hit in a trifecta of hits from that record. The first one being Nothing But a G-Thing Baby. The second one being, well, the, the celebratory Fuck With Dre. And then finally the uh, Let Me Ride, the hi-hat-driven yes. Let Me Ride. A beautiful song. Indeed. Yes. Swing Down to the Cherry Stop. Please let me ride. Please. There, it's, it's, it, it was really uh, three... Um, overwhelmingly popular uh number one i think they all hit number one i do have to check that but they all were were very very popular both on the radio and on mtv which was still actually uh presenting videos at the time but uh, this one was right in the middle fuck with dre or dre day uh which is the one we're going to be covering here today yeah um a lot of uh a lot of weird um homoerotic uh, lyrical content. Oh, we're going to hit the uh, forced oral oral sex trifecta about two <laughs> minutes into this song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be pointing that out. So right off, um, you know, we, we before we even start, we have a know what I'm saying before anything has even been said. I do. I do know and, what he's and saying. And still we do. Yeah, yeah still we understand. Um, you and I uh, were listening to rap. We both listened to NWA pretty early on. Two Live Crew was a big Florida thing here. Oh, huge. Um, so, you know, we were kind of put into it whether you liked it or not. Fort Myers was where they pulled the uh, Two Live Crew off the shelves on CNN one night. Uh, Judge Anderson had uh, ordered those uh, some Two Live Crew records off the shelves. And CNN came in and actually went to the record bar in the mall and pulled down... Uh, the two live crew records there. It was uh, an extreme moment of censorship at the time. Of course, Band in the USA came out of that on uh, by two live crew. And Uncle Luke from two live crew will be addressed in Fuck With Dre in Dre Day. Indeed he will. Mr. Busta, where the fuck you at? Can't scrap a lick so I know you got your gat. Your dick on hard from fucking your road dogs. The hoods you threw up with people you grew up with we'll say don't even respect your ass that's why it's time for the doctor to check your ass so we've already got the doctor thing going yeah and do you know that the rest of the people that he grew up with felt the same way as the doctor i mean did o'shea jackson ice cube feel the same way i don't know i can't remember i mean you know we didn't have the internet back then to let us know how mc wren felt you know how did he or yellow how did they feel? Well, you know, I remember being pretty confused because I remember in NWA, there, of course, was the famous Dr. Dre line where he said, uh, I don't smoke weed or cess. 
it's been known as give a brother brain damage. Right. And brain damage on the mic don't manage. Oh. And then here he is releasing the chronic, looking like the zigzag front. Exactly. And talking just Marijuana nonstop about, yeah, about, about weed this and weed that. Um, so I have a feeling that uh, all of the people in NWA at the time, um, you know, probably had some issues uh, with Dre to some extent. Or with Easy e Oh, well, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. Confusion was a theme. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, used to be my homie, used to be my ace. Now I want to slap the taste out your mouth. Mm. Mm. Uh, make you bow down to the row. Fucking me. Now I'm fucking you, little hoe. Number one. We okay. hit the first, we've hit the first so, male dominance. Yes, here um, we are. Now, uh, we're, now, now we already have people fucking each other. Um, didn't take long. Yeah. And though it does not matter to me uh, what men... Uh, fuck what men, and I could not care less. Um, uh, you know, I cannot uh, stress enough if you're a youngster uh, how homophobic rap was at this time. <laughs> I mean, endlessly. But in this song, again, um, we're going to get into some... Uh, Generally, some... you were regarded as less than gangsta if you uh, unwillingly participated in these things. Yes. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, don't think I forgot, let you slide, let me ride just another homicide. Yeah, it's me, so I'm a talk on, stomping on the easiest streets that you can walk on. This, of course, being a, a, the easiest streets, uh, definitely a, a direct a hit at EZE. Mm-hmm. Um, so strapped on, strap on your Compton hat, your Lokes, and watch your back, because you might get smoked, Loke. Which is, this is kind of where I first start really running into issues uh, with the lyrics, which is rhyming Loke with Loke. Um, I know how much you dislike that, Mark. And it's going to be a running theme, I have a feeling. Yeah, it probably will. Um, and pass the button, stay low-key, BG, because you lost all your homies' love. Finally, he's admitting the love for marijuana that he uh, that he, he, he basically uh, disowned from the NWA record at one time. Yeah. BG meaning baby gangsta, which I didn't know. Um, yeah. When I first heard this song, I always thought it was big G. Um, but, uh, every lyric site that I went to saw, I saw BG and, um, everything that I saw, I, I am a big fan of Mm genius.com. Um, and, uh, basically it says there the, uh, notated the notes there, says that uh, it's a spinoff of OG, or Original Gangster. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I had no idea that, that that was the lyric. I was pretty surprised uh, to find that out. Now call it what you want to. You fucked with me, now it's a must that I fuck, fuck with, with you. you yeah. This is the, the second time now that he's mentioned some kind of fucking retaliation. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking going on. A lot of fucking going on, a lot of being fucked, mm-hmm. and uh, therefore... Forcibly submitting or uh, forcing someone to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of prison-esque. Uh, and this is where we hit our first little break done by RBX. Uh, this is the one where he says, put down the candy and let the little boy go. We have, we have your motherfucking record company surrounded. Maybe, probably the single most creepy line in the song, in my opinion, put down the candy and let the little boy go. Now, I'm not sure. I, I was never sure really what who the little boy is here and who, who the person's talking to. Is he talking to Jerry Heller? So in the, in the uh, genius.com notes, it says that a reference to pedophilia 
and and easy ease small size and uh and might be an actual reference to Jerry Heller could also be a possible reference to the rumor that Suge Knight's bodyguards forced Easy E to give up Dr. Dre and the DOC's contracts, threatening him with pipes and baseball bats. Yes, which was par for the course for Suge Knight. Yes, him yes. Him having hung vanilla ice from a, supposedly, from a uh, hotel room balcony. Um, this is what he did. This is what made Suge Knight Suge Knight. Now, uh, it's also um, a possibility that it's a reference to uh, a rapper named BG Knockout. Now, earlier I mentioned BG as Baby G, mm-hmm. or uh, Baby Gangster. Um, at the time, BG Knockout was only 17. And um, this person that uh, wrote this in said this fits with both the earlier line in which uh, it, uh, there's a double entendre, pass the button, stay low key, BG, because you lost all your homies love. And with BG uh, Knockout being featured in the video in the form of a dwarf, apparently. That is... I always thought that that dwarf was um, from the Ghetto Boys. What was his Bushwick name? Bushwick Bill. Bushwick Bill. Yeah, I, I wonder if that is him. I got to look back. Apparently, uh, apparently, this seems to think that it is a reference to BG Knockout, who I'll be honest with you, I had never heard of before. So, uh, we've got the um, put down the candy, little boy, go. You know what I'm saying? Again, punk motherfucker. And then we want easy. We want easy. Mm-hmm. Then we are thrust into Snoop Dogg making oh, a yeah. reference to uh parliament funkadelic yes that's something that is actually something that that we do need to bring up at this time this is the first lyrical uh lift i should say from uh parliament that you're going to hear he is obviously lifting the words of bow wow wow yippee yo yippee which is of course atomic dog from parliament funkadelic's mothership connection uh it is uh it's the first of many if you hear the beginning of the song, there is a synth that, or a Moog uh, that Dr. Dre actually got to try and emulate the sounds of one Mr. Bernie Worrell of, uh, you know, Parliament fame and also with uh, Talking Heads. If you've ever seen the fantastic Absolutely. video, the um, uh, <clears throat> Stop Making Sense, that's Bernie playing. Indeed Give it is. Give props to Bernie. He's incredible. The sounds of a dog brings me to another day. Oh. Play with my bone, would you, Timmy? It seems like you're good for making jokes about your Jimmy. Um, (laughs) it's got it's got a dog reference. It's got your aggressive, your homoerotic aggression. It's we're we're really really hitting on all cylinders in the second verse. The best thing we can say is that he asks kindly. I mean, yeah. Play with my bone, would you, Timmy? Oh, but then he gets mean. He he brings Mama into it. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. Well, here's a Jimmy joke about your mama that you might not like. I heard she was a Frisco dyke. Ah. <laughs> we already, we are, we're, we're, we're really, really uh, just showing, putting on display how, uh, how, which aggressive and. Uh, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not necessarily here to judge mama jokes. But I heard your mom was a Frisco dyke is not a good joke it's not really it's not at all there's no punch there's no setup no there's no punchline. and even the way it's portrayed in the video is just a a big guy dressed up you know shenane style dancing in the door it's really derivative not that funny definitely one of snoop's weaker moments and yeah uh, again in 93 this the, was acceptable yes yes uh it was acceptable and i think in the rap world it was pretty much expected um you know, famously around this time, Easy E released an album in which um, 
it featured Dr. Dre dressed up in drag. I can't remember exactly what the reason was. It was for some band he had been in or some musical product or project he had done. But yeah, I mean, like, this is, the, the you know, what better way back then to bring someone down a peg or two than to call their mom uh, a lesbian, uh, especially a butch lesbian, apparently, and to say that you dress like a woman, but asking someone to play with your bone, um, I guess yeah. somehow at the, in the same breath is, uh, this you know. This was the height of cleverness ma- I got gotcha. I guess. Yeah, oh, nailed yeah. it. Um, but fuck your mama, I'm talking about you and me, toe-to-toe, Tim M-U-T. Talking <laughs> about Tim Dog, of course. Yes. I don't know that M-U-T is how you spell mutt. It's not. Okay. Um, I think you have to put that double T in there to get the long U sound. That's what sound. I thought. Um, but, you know, we have to have we have to give Snoop a little bit of artistic license here. Some poetic license. <laughs> give him a little leniency. Yeah, you got to. I mean, he is Snoop. He is. That's true. Yeah. A young Snoop. This is Snoop at like 19. This is deep cover Snoop. This is young yeah, Snoop. Yeah, this is pre-state pre of California versus Calvin Broadus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your bark was loud, but your bite wasn't vicious. And then cr- rhymes you were kicking were quite bootylicious. Which I would think would be a good thing. You know, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. Um, now, I will say, uh, you know, um, I know this isn't a trivia podcast or anything, wink, wink. But apparently this is the first recorded use of the word bootylicious. You're kidding. That is what I have. Uh, that is what I've read. That is again from, from Genius.com. Okay. That this is the first recorded use of the word bootylicious. I, I haven't really gone down the rabbit hole to like make sure. Of course, Destiny's Child some years later. Oh, um, made a career out of it. Yes. Yeah. yeah number one hit. Bay. <laughs> Thank God for her. Um, I love Bay. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Beyonce the and, fiance. And other firsts, I think at 223 is our first example of uh, male dominance through forced oral sex. We're coming up to that. Yes. Yes. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get with Doggy Dog, oh, is he crazy, with your mama and your daddy hollering, baby. Um, Here in other songs. Which, how did you ever take that line? Uh, confusion. This is why we're here, Mark. This is why we're here to figure these things out about songs from our past, songs from antiquity that you never really quite paid attention to the lyrics and what do they mean? How do they add up today? Why is mom and dad hollering baby? Well, are they I, proud of their baby boy? The, I now the way I always took it was that their their child had been shot. Ah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Or like at their funeral. Right. Um That makes sense. It would you know, it it does hurt. That that's your baby. Yeah. That's your baby. They're in that casket. Yes. You're going to wind up on a t-shirt. Um, uh, apparently there is also a belief that it's possibly that, that Snoop is just saying that Tim dog is so weak that his parents have to protect him. And, you know, and they're saying like my baby, mm-hmm. um, it is also apparently sung to the tune of baby from nothing but a G thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so it was referenced earlier. There you go. Earlier on the record. As I well. love a good self-referential record. Mm. Love it. Tasty. So won't they let you know? That if you fuck with Dre, you're fucking with Death Row. Ah. And I ain't even swinging them things. Here we go. I'm hollering 187. With my dick in your mouth, fool. 
or biatch. Or biatch, I'm sorry. Depending on which which version you're listening to. Right, right. There it it is. There's number one. And there's, again, again. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, play with my bone. Now, now I'm hollering 187. So uh, I'm going to, I'm I'm going to kill you and my dick is in your mouth. This is not meant to end pleasantly. Is this necrophilia? Well, it could be the precursor to. You know, I mean, first, uh, hollering 187, but yeah, it could be. I it mean, I'm well a Snoop Dogg fan. I, you know, I, I loved this album. I don't know that um, I can abide by, um, you know, being a fan of someone who, who is yelling that he's going to kill someone with whom his dick is in their mouth. Listen, in 1992, Los Angeles, you had to make a statement. Either you were going to run the streets or the streets were going to run you. And by God, if homoerotic necrophilia was going to get you to the top of the pimp game, that was what you had to fucking do, Mark. It was a different time. It's true. Yes. I mean, it wasn't all glossy and glitzy like it is today. People running around with their, you know, normal uh, necrophilia. It had to be 187 necrophilia. And maybe that's also why uh, in this next uh, interlude, they had to tell you that Compton and Long Beach were together on this motherfucker. Mm. And to uh, warn you that if you want to pop that shit and get your motherfucking cranium cracked, that you could step on up. And to remind you that they are no motherfucking joke. And so to remember the name Mighty Mighty DR. Uh, who is that? I guess it's just Dr. Dr. Dre. Yeah, I guess. The thing with Dr. Dre is it's D-R-D-R-E. Yes. So it's like it, I, your name isn't D-R. No, it, it's it's wide open. Once again, the I'm not even asking for Andre Young. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, remember the name Mighty Mighty, Mighty, Mighty D-R. DR. Well, you're not the Mighty Mighty Boston's. You're not D-R. Like your name isn't Dr. It's just, it leads a lot, you know. He is the leading producer in the murder necrophilia game in 92 LA, though. We have to remember that. It's true. And then they they do tell you the shit done hit the fan. And I will say that in the chronic and doggy style and this era stuff, the third verses where it's Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg together finishing each other's... Is some of the strongest rap in existence. Sandwiches. Yes. It's just, you know, um, here we go again. Now understand this, my man Dre can't be touched. Luke's bending over. So Luke's getting fucked. Now this is this is anal sex. This is not oral sex. Right. So they've deviated yeah. a little. So we've now we've dealt with hand sex, play mm-hmm. with my bone. Right. We've talked about uh, in a couple different instances of uh, oral sex. Yep. We're now just talking about full on anal sex with or anal uh, rape. Or, or the anal rape in the in the video, uh, dedicated or directed at Luther Campbell of Two Live Crew. Oh, this really kind of hurts me in a way. Yeah, I'm it's a, I'm a, Luke, I'm a, it's I'm a, a tough Luther, one. Luther Campbell fan. I don't know exactly what it is that he did to po- piss off Dr. Dre. I don't either. I always wondered that. Yeah, and I and I I should have probably done a little bit of digging as far as that's concerned. But he did something. He did something to rock uh, to uh, to wrong the mighty mighty Dr. Mm-hmm. as he's known. Must have thought I was sleazy or thought I was a mark because I used to hang with easy. Brings up an extremely unusual spot here in the song you have, Mark. Okay. And that is at 2.55 you hear that line. Um, thought I was a mark 
because I used to hang with Easy. Now, this is a rare instance in a gangster rap song that someone shows the slightest bit of a lack of confidence. Thought I was a mark, looking at my past, reflecting on what I've done before. I was a mark when I hung with him. I'm stronger now, but still. I disagree with you. I think what he's saying is, you know, he's saying... uh, well, I guess looking at this line, it shows you Luke is bending over, so Luke's getting fucked. Mm-hmm. He must have thought I was sleazy, so Luke must have done something to wrong him. Mm. Why did he do that? Well, he must have thought I was sleazy, or he must have thought I was a mark because I used to hang with Easy. Oh, you're right. Basically saying, like, Easy E is a weak piece of shit. You're trying to say that he didn't realize, Luke didn't recognize. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. He would. He did not recognize that Dr. Dre is now, now, now the mighty, mighty Dr. Yeah. And that the shit has indeed uh, hit the fan. So much more than he was with the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Animosity made you speak, but you spoke. Ao Dre, what up? Chip this. Mm, off, Loke. If it ain't another hoe, uh, and this is now. Truth be told. Mm-hmm. This is the reason for the season. This is why we picked this song. Right. Because this line has always, <laughs> this line has always just befuddled me. If it ain't another hoe that I got to fuck with, gap teeth in your mouth so my dick's got to fit. That's right. Now, I understand hyperbole. And there it is, number three. That's there, yes. number three. We're keeping count here. Absolutely. On the forced oral sex, the uh, dominant male through uh, oral rape. Yes, the Father, the Son, and this is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the trifecta. The Trinity. The Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. I understand hyperbole. Okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. This might be a little more. I mean, what a, what, what a thin dick you have to have. I can't imagine any amount of, of gap. Imagine a world, close your eyes unless you're driving, and, and imagine a world... You know, all that matters for your dick to fit in someone's mouth is for them to open their mouth wider. There's no gap in between teeth. Uh. No, no. (laughs) Thank you for that rap. Uh. There's no, there's no uh, teeth betwixtness. So what you're saying is that he's saying that his dick could fit in the gap. I mean. Is it thin like a pencil? Gap teeth in your mouth so my dick's guts to fit. It's, he's saying that the ability for his dick. To fit in this mouth hinges solely on this gap. Now, first of all, can he not mouth fuck anyone else because there's no gap? I guess only Marsha Warfield and David Letterman. <laughs> that's it. I guess that, yeah, the only that's people just, that he and, can uh, Paul Shear. Paul Shear, yeah. Um, who, who if it. anybody knows Paul Shear, we'd love to have him on. Um, uh, Maybe you, you know, can answer these questions. It's, it's unreal. I just can't understand why he wrote that. And I mean, I didn't drum up any other ideas, but it's like, there's got to be something else you could say that would not make it sound like you have a small dick. Uh, And that's like on the better side. Other than that, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It it is one of the it's it's one of the ones where you you go beyond, um, you know, artistic poetic license and say, boy, it doesn't fit. Uh, It's it doesn't work. Uh, It's it's horrible. And uh you know, yeah. and it also brings up this visual image of a pencil-thin dick sliding between two teeth. That is if you're like me. But yeah. if that wasn't strange enough, with my nuts on your tonsils while you're on stage rapping at your whack-ass concert. Number so four. now yeah, he's saying, 
your gap teeth allows my dick to be in your mouth. Right. My nuts are on your tonsils. Well, we, we should point out that um, this is now Snoop. It was Dr. Dre with the, uh, uh, the oh yeah teeth, yeah you know and now this is Snoop putting his nuts on Luke's tonsils. So are we imagining a world? <laughs> or is, this, is this an imagine? Are, are we ima- okay? So this is what I'm imagining. Close up, right? Easy ease mouth. Mm-hmm. Or no, this is Luke's mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah, Luke's mouth. Luke's mouth. And Luke is on stage, but you don't know it yet. No. It's up close, and you see Dr. Dre's penis in his mouth, mm-hmm. kind of between behi- the gap. But kind of behind him mm-hmm. now is Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. and his nuts are in his mouth along with Dr. Dre's dick. Resting is this on correct? His, yeah, resting on his, on his tonsils. tonsils, which is way down in there. You pull back, you dolly back. You're on stage. He's still able to rap at his and he's rapping comp- concert with yeah. a dick in his mouth and nuts. That's I'm, a million dollar show. I am. I'm on Luke's side here. I'm sorry, but if you can do that, uh, yeah, I am a hundred ten percent on your side. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're living up there in Jibtown. Um, you are a, a, a true stone cold freak that will make make millions at that point. I mean, that's amazing. That's McMillions. It is. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's incredible, and I'm gonna snatch your ass from the backside, and show you how Death Road pull off that who ride, and I don't think that's I think that snatch your ass from the backside is not the, uh, not the not the way that they explain it in the beginning, um, where Luke is bending over and Luke's getting fucked. I think they mean that they're gonna yeah they're going to kill him. They are going. He's he's over at this point. He's not gonna make his McMillions. Yes. Um. Now. I, I was always a fan of this next not line. Uh, now, you might not understand me because I'm going to rob you in Compton and blast you in Miami. Miami. Yeah. What a great. That is a great line. Now, with all the weird, um, you know, feelings that we're getting for this whole verse, which is just a train wreck, uh, that definitely bumps it up. Uh, then we're going to creep to South Central on a street knowledge mission as I steps in the temple. Street knowledge, which, of course, you know that Straight Outta Compton opens with... You are now about to witness the strength of street, street knowledge. knowledge. Once again, referencing, self-referencing beautifully, going to the back and and satisfying my uh, geographical desires of uh, adding poetry to geography. Um, it, it's it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Now, this is believed to be a reference to Ice Cube. Really, Ice Cube at the time um, was fraternizing with the Nation of Islam, mm. which refers to its places as temples yes temp they're numbered temple one so two. the belief is that dre and snoop are tracking ice cube down uh-huh. and they're going to on a street knowledge mission as i steps in the temple spot him got him as i pulls out my strap got my chrome to, to the, the side, side of, of his, his white, white socks hat yeah and of course the nation of islam did in fact start in chicago indeed yes uh you trying to check my homie you best check yourself which is a shot at Ice Cube again to end the verse referencing his hit single Check Yourself uh, off of his album The Predator. Because so when you dris- diss Dre, you diss yourself again, rhyming yourself self with self with yourself. Yeah, obviously a, a fuck up here, but you are revealing a lot about this song and that he has targeted far more than just Luke, uh, Jerry Heller, 
you know, uh, far more than easy. I mean, he's just missing two other members. It's a free for all. Yeah, it, it totally is. I it guess is. we are just watching uh, NWA explode. Yeah. Then there's, of course, an outro. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore, who uh, was famous for having loads of disgusting uh, and uh, um, sonnets. Yes. Disgusting sonnets. Oh, he's also known, better known as Dolomite. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, with the sound clip of, so I don't want no dilapidated, two-faced, pigeon-toed, bow-legged, uh-huh. cross-eyed, son-of-a-gun fucking with me. He's elsewhere on the record. He is. He does the whole chestnuts thing. You have nuts yep. on your chin. You yeah, got, absolutely. You got your nuts on your chin, that's a dick in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Which he is saying to his daughter in that context, which is more than a little worrisome. Once again, it's a different time. Yes. And the ending, you know, is basically uh, Dr. Dre just kind of going off. Nine Deuce, Dr. Dre dropping chronic once again. It don't stop. And then a lot of dick in your mouths. Once again, there's a whole uh, a whole this is series a of dicks in your mouth. This is a bevy of this is a um, Golden Corral esque uh, buffet. Yes. Of dicks and mouths. There is an oral sex chocolate fountain. Indeed it is. Yes. This is before the Houston 500. God. You had Dre and Snoop and the DOC and whoever else was uh, on the side of Death Row Records. And they are ready to punish uh, punk motherfuckers real quick like. Yeah. Compton style. You know. Which uh, is, of course, forced oral sex. Yeah. And they're breaking all them suckers off something real proper like if you know what what i'm saying and i thought i did know what they were saying seth but apparently i didn't because after that he, they tell you that all them suckers can eat a fat dick mm-hmm. and they they call out names easy e what can he do eat, eat a dick tim dog dick luke dick 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 just dick everywhere. Yeah. Those definitely. are the three people they, they mentioned. They can all eat a fat dick. And that's not, you know, mentioning all the people uh, that were mentioned before. Um, you know, I'm sure that uh, Mr. Heller can eat a fat dick. I'm sure that uh, that BG gentleman can eat a fat dick. At Ice that time, D- Daryl Gates probably could have eaten a fat dick. I'm the, sure uh, Bill LA. Gates could have eaten a fat dick. Well, if I mean, Daryl Gates was the the head of the, L, the police. The pearly Gates the... probably could have eaten a fat dick. <laughs> Antonio Gates probably could have eaten a Mark fat Furman dick. at the time could have probably, you know. Yes, yeah, oh, absolutely. This was, uh, there was just, it was. It, it definitely was a change in rap. Completely. It was definitely, uh, there's a really good Netflix documentary that um, uh, the name is escaping me right now. Let me look it up real quick. I'm not sure. I think that um, the guys from uh, Run DMC were the first to hit the top 10. Um, Hip Hop Evolution was the name of the um, the, the series. show the, on Netflix. It was really good. Um, yeah, I know that uh, if I remember correctly, Beastie Boys I think were the first to have a number one hit. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean this was definitely a change to that. But slick... the Chronic had to have had to set some sort of numerical record. It really did because it blew the hell up. It really did. It did, and I mean it was um, it was such a different sound. Um, and it was a lot more of um, them recording stuff in the studio instead of just sampling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, which a lot of people like were kind of blown away by. Um, and it was released on Interscope Records. Yes. Uh, also, you know, the uh, really the beginning for Snoop Dogg. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the style of music known as G-Funk. And as we know, the G-Funk Gangsta era. Gangsta funk. 
uh, Warren G, Nate Dog, all that stuff. Uh, it is Rip wi- Nate Dog, man. Yes. What a treasure that we lost when he died, man. Seriously. And the DOC, who um, underwent some kind of issue with his vocal cords or something, um, if you ever got to hear any of his rap stuff, was uh, was incredible, but basically was cut down in his prime. Um, listed as the 138th greatest albums of all time by Rolling Stones, 500 greatest albums of all time. And, uh, and definitely, uh, definitely warranted. Like Um, you had said that there were, uh, there were moments on the record that you heard, you know, actual music production as, as opposed to just straight sampling. Uh, you know, it was obviously P-Funk in P-Funk influenced. There were things musically about this record that I didn't really pay attention to until you and I decided to dissect this. If you look just past the third verse at, uh, 245, you can hear what amounts to, the most fucked up keyboard solo you have ever heard in your life. What it sounds like is if you, if anybody out there ever had a grandmother with an organ in her living room and you just happen to drink too much cough syrup and sit down and just meander on that, on that organ, that's pretty much what it sounds like. It's uh, it's pretty insane. I suppose you'd have to listen to it to get to that, but uh, man, what a, what a strange record at the time. Yeah. It's definitely, it it was definitely a bunch of people probably very, very high and just kind of going, uh, going insane, um, and just kind of letting loose as far as, uh, you know, doing whatever the hell they want to, um, Dr. Dre doing a bunch of the synthesizers on there, Mm -hmm. drum programming, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Warren G doing vocals and drum programming. That's beautiful. Those bass parts, a lot of them were just lifted right from Bernie Worrell's bass parts. A lot of people, when you think back on Parliament Funkadelic, you think of Bootsy, you know, and, but a lot of bass parts on uh, P-Funk Records were done via synth and and Moog from uh, Bernie. Um, Of course, once again, I I love to just constantly reference Let Me Ride. It is essentially uh, lifted directly from uh, a parliament record, a parliament song. It, re- it really is, other than the lyrics. But uh, it's it's the wonderful thing about that song is that, especially in comparison to today's rap, a lot of today's rap, if you listen to it, is super hi-hat driven. And Let Me Ride is hi-hat driven. And it, oh, sounds, sure. it sounds so flipping cool. And it's much more natural sounding than today's, you know, synth or, or uh, digitized hi-hats that we have, you know, from production uh computers and you know things like that but yeah damn yeah Yeah. it's a beautiful thing the chronic the chronic and uh and fucking with dre day uh as um as weirdly homoerotic as can be um for 1992 rap in which um you know calling people uh gay was one of the biggest put downs that you could uh that you could offer up can we take time to separate the art from the artist just for a minute? Yeah. And say that, you know, uh, naivety is not all, always an excuse, but they were a product of their time to a degree. Yeah, I um, I would definitely say, um, you know, back then I was definitely one of those. You know, I grew up oh, yeah. listening to stuff like this, and so I would call someone gay if I didn't like them or whatever. Um we were all guilty and of that I, And I grew up and got smarter. I'd like to think that they got smarter about it. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't know how they feel about this. I, I'd be curious to know if they... Uh, the connection of uh, Dr. Dre to uh, Eminem, who, of course, has, you know, completely refined himself, is, is, is pretty obvious. I'm sure that that's, that's had to have come out at some point, even if he's not, like, publicly stating, hey, I was wrong. 
not very gangster. But, uh, you know, I'm sure it's come up. And, and you don't hear Dr. Dre out there producing, you know, super homophobic records like, well, The Chronic anymore. Well, I remember seeing an interview with Dr. Dre uh, saying that he was going to stop talking about, like, women and da-da-da-da because he was married. And, you know, it basically, like, started kind of, like, killing his rap career. And his wife had to give him, like, the okay that he could, like, talk about bitches again. And um, Not very gangster. It is not, no, but I mean, in all fairness, I think it is very respectful that he, like, wasn't doing that, that he was trying to, like, walk, that he was walking the straight and narrow, but, you know, it's just like Snoop Dogg when he stopped smoking pot, you know? Well, I was just about to say, you know what those records can't do without? Weed. Weed. Yeah. You gotta have a big old giant pot leaf on the front of the record. Oh, absolutely. You gotta, it's it's gotta be. You gotta have the the $20 sack pyramid and and all those wonderful in-betwixt. A beautiful pair of khaki chinos. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe a, a white Sox cap. Yes. Uh, what is that? Cut, cut off khakis, French braids, and house shoes. As a uh, white Krupp, tank I believe, top. says. This has been a blast, Seth. It was. Thank you very much. And uh, Maybe we can do more. I think next up we're going to do Jane. Jane. By Jefferson Starship. Ah. A, which is uh, the song that prompted all this. A grace slickless Jefferson Starship. Indeed, yes. yes. After the airplane turned into a starship. And in between, just before they became simply Starship. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back in a week with uh, some more uh, hilarious lyrics. Cha-ching. Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>